3: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Kelly Davis.
2: Wide open. Davis still going. And he's in for the touchdown. he hit immediately he got the handoff. You know and The <laughs> q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you.
4: From the PlayLikeAJet.com Digital Studio This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1 And practice was supposed to happen today But the Jets called an audible They're not going to be doing a practice So instead we are going to answer your questions in the mailbag With the owner, the operator, the lead reporter The whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly We're going to answer some training camp and preseason questions But before we do, Chris, some news just broke. Robert Sala spoke and updated everybody on what's going on with injuries. Jared Davis going to be out until around the bye week, which is week six. He's got an ankle injury, not a high ankle sprain, but doctors and rehab are treating it as such. Connor McDermott, we saw him go down during the game against the Packers. The offensive tackle, he's just depth, but Chris, we've talked about this a lot. The Jets are hurting depth-wise on the offensive line. Well, now it's even worse. Because Connor McDermott is going to be out until at least week six when they have the bye, and he's deciding whether or not to undergo surgery on his leg injury, which I would assume would probably mean that he'd either miss the season or most of it. Ronnie Blair and Mike White, Ronnie Blair, of course, the defensive lineman, and Mike White, the backup quarterback, both day to day. Although, Chris, we've joked about this before, day to day seems to mean something very different. To the Jets than to most people Because I believe Denzel Mims was day-to-day For about four months last year And then we've seen with Elijah Vera Tucker That he's been day-to-day for a couple of weeks Speaking of Elijah Vera Tucker Salah expects him and Elijah Moore To return to practice this week Quinton Williams will ramp things up this week as well. He was getting 10 to 12 reps a day last week. He's going to see that go up to about 20 this week. So that's where we stand with the injuries and everything going on with the players that are hurt or are coming back from injuries. What are your thoughts on everything, Chris? It seems to be along the lines of what we were expecting, although the news Kind of rough with Jared Davis and certainly with Connor McDermott. That's not something you wanted to hear. You and I were joking about this before we started recording. It's not like Connor McDermott is a difference maker or anything special, but when a team is hurting for depth like that at a position so important to a rookie quarterback's development, it's never a good thing when the depth pieces go down and then you got to go and search for more depth on a team that had so many problems getting guys to fill those roles in the first place. Yeah,
2: uh, I'm gonna start with the Jared Davis thing. I think that's you know the m- most pressing of these guys, uh, but also just forget about the uh, how that's gonna play out exactly on the field, how much it hurts the team. I was I'm disappointed in you know the experiment of seeing w- what would happen when you take a guy like Jared Davis, who was, you know, a high draft pick coming in with expectations. You put him in that Detroit team where he clearly wasn't a fit. And then to see if Robert Sala and Joe Douglas really could identify a player that seemed to be doing nothing in Detroit and said, hey, we can make him into something here. I was really looking forward to getting an answer on that. Now we're going to have to wait much longer into the season to see if we will get that. Um, so yeah, that that's not the best, uh, but you know we'll wait and see exactly how that turns out. Um, otherwise, still the offensive line depth th- that's going to be a bit problem. Uh, regardless, that that is a huge huge concern for this team. Um, so yeah, that that's that's something that we're going to have to keep an eye out and focus on. And obviously, you want to. Uh, hope and pray that the for injuries safety, safety from injury for all the, the starting players but that offensive line the absolute most that will be the most important
4: no question, although let's focus on the positive for a second Which is that both Elijah's are going to be back And Quinn and Williams is starting to ramp up So three of the guys that the Jets are going to need to be difference makers this year Are coming back and should start once the regular season is here That's definitely a positive lost in some of the negative news here
2: Yeah, absolutely that, You gotta focus on getting those guys back Especially Elijah Moore That's the You know, it was a shame that he got uh, right there. Uh, He had everybody so excited, and then uh, he was, uh, you know, didn't get to show it up right at the start of the preseason. He got got hurt right before that first preseason game. That was a shame. But getting to see him back soon, that's something that should definitely excite uh all, all Jets fans uh, getting a couple more players as, as well back but that that's the one that everyone's really focused on and that's the one that re- everyone really wants to uh to see and get be- be- ready with
4: with all that said now let's start answering some questions Chris the first one comes in from George G Lopez 1995 i'm assuming that's not the George Lopez But it very well could be. You never know. It's possible that the George Lopez is a big Jets fan. I've never interrogated him on his football choices. He asks, I know it's running back by committee, but do you think Ty Johnson is probably the favorite to get the most carries per game? He's shown tremendous bursts this offseason, and we know how much Chris loves his thighs.
2: (laughs) I, I can't dispute that part. Uh, the last part, it was definitely correct. Um, it, it's it's one of those things where it's just like you see and you're just like I, it, so, like physically, it shouldn't be possible for thighs to be that big, but yeah, they are. Um, yeah, I'd say he's he's the slight favorite there at least to start. Um, Tevin Coleman is I, I've talked about. It, he's looked better than I expected him to, but also injury uh, possibility uh, at, to make it through the entire season. But I I just think right now, Ty Johnson's the most explosive of the backs. the the uh, Probably, you know, one of the toughest runners of those top three to uh, run through tackles and drag some guys. But I do think uh, a little later in the season, you'll see Michael Carter kind of creep up and make it closer there just because of his shiftiness, his agility, is able uh, to – cut in and out of breaks so easily so i i do think that's how you'll see but yeah i'd, I'd probably if it were, if it was me making the call i'd probably be giving ty johnson the most reps especially to start out early
3: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
1: lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office
3: Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
4: Next question comes in from Jim D. He says, is the coaching staff down on coal so far this preseason? He's been quiet after strong OTAs.
2: Yeah, I don't think so at all. I think they, they know and trust what they have in Keelan Cole. Um, they they uh, they they've been mixing some guys in and out. Uh, he has he has you know the beginning of training camp and and OTAs was was much better. Uh, he was more consistent there. But I don't think that anybody's down on on him at all. Uh, they they just they know what Keelan Cole is, and he's somebody that. If he's your fourth or fifth receiver, you're in amazing shape. But also, if you're in a pinch and you need him to be a, a two or a three for for that game, you're still going to be in pretty good shape. He has shown that consistently throughout his career. Um, uh, you know, now he hasn't done that as I've been like the number two for an entire season, but he's not going to have to be here. So I, I just think you're going – Corey Davis is really going to be – the one guy that you're seeing in there for probably like 85% of the the reps at receiver. Everything else is just going to be um, just shuffled in and out a, a mixture based on the down and distance, based on the team they're playing against, based on what type of routes they want for that specific play. They really are going to mix it all up a lot. And I, I think that, That that's it's really that simple when it comes to discussing any of these receivers.
4: Next question comes in from JP Waxer. He says, how are the Jets viewing this third and final game against Philadelphia? Is it going to be like the fourth game in previous years where the starters don't play at all or like the third game in previous years where the starters actually play a lot?
2: It's going to be like the third game. Um, they, they haven't come out really and, and just fully said it, uh, at least I don't think, but uh, I don't remember correct, if so. But uh, it's going to be like the third game, and this, this is the key of it. With their no fourth uh, game, but there there's a bye week after this. So it, they they play the, the final preseason game on Friday, and then next weekend there's nothing. They, there's an entire week off. Uh, before the season will start up the the week after that, so the fourth game is is still like you know the it's still there on the schedule. It's just no one's going to play it there, um, so they're going to treat this like the third uh, preseason game. Uh, you're going to see most of the starters. You know, I I, I think you'll probably see Quinn and Williams get some reps, but I don't think you'll see him playing in the, the entire first half. Maybe you don't see Corey Davis playing the entire first half, but I think uh, Zach Wilson, the offensive line, um, those types of guys, and I mean, you even saw last week some of the the first team defense was in there like well into the third quarter. So I think you're going to see a, a first half of, of first teams. Both sides of the ball, a couple players here and there won't play the whole time, but for the most part, it's going to be those first team units, and then uh, then that second half will belong to the guys trying to make the, the back end of the roster.
4: Next up is our friend Michael Christopher. He says, "Do you really think Mike White is going to be QB two for this team? I doubt they cut Morgan. Do you think he will go on the practice squad? Also." The Jets have plenty of salary cap space. Why do they keep trying to roll it over when there are players out there that could help them especially at edge rusher with the injury to Lawson, they could go out and get somebody like Olivier Vernon. Finally, what are your thoughts on the report by Adam Schefter that the Jets are looking to trade for an edge rusher, especially since, as I just said, there are players out there like Olivier Vernon that they could sign without having to give up draft capital. I don't really understand why they would go and try and make a trade with that being the case.
2: So start with the uh Olivier Vernon part of that. I mean, yeah, I'm not I I don't see them really wasting their time with Olivier Vernon at this stage of his uh career. Uh he he fell off real hard in Cleveland uh and he's he's not somebody at this stage that I I think will they feel confident and just go ahead and attack and get at the passer uh if you if they wanted to i'm not you know against the idea of signing him for a, a low contract or anything like that but i also don't think that they have any expectations that he's going to really come in and make a difference as far as trading for guys um you know it 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 all depends on who who's we're talking about here and what's the cost because sure, go ahead and uh, trade for Chandler Jones, but you know, I'm, I'm that I don't know what it's going to cost to get him, but I'm not comfortable with whatever it's going to be. I know that I know Arizona's not giving him up for a fifth round draft pick. I I know it's not going to be even like a late a third round draft pick. It's going to be high, and it just doesn't make sense to go and give up assets. Uh, for somebody who you know maybe takes you from five wins to six wins maybe seven wins um this this team isn't in Super Bowl competition here if they're if they were getting geared up for a Super Bowl season then they would look at the loss of Carl Austin and be like we need to replace this really badly um but that's that's not the case here we're, we're still looking at it at you know they're more most likely on the outside looking in into playoffs. At best case scenario, is they sneak in the playoffs, but w- they're one of these uh, you know fraud teams that really got in on the playoffs because they had an easy schedule, and they're you know maybe even they went get a, a great first round matchup, but they're they're going to lose. Uh, there's you don't need to go spend. Uh, give up assets to go get uh, an inferior player to try to replace Carl Lawson. Having said that, you know, I've talked a lot about the cornerbacks uh, throughout training camp. And now, yes, a little more pressure is going to fall on these cornerbacks without Carl Lawson here. But still, when you're talking about a team that at best case scenario, sneaking into the playoffs, I don't think you need to go and do too much uh, to react to losing a Carl Lawson, especially considering that no matter what you do, like you're not getting miles Garrett. Uh, Like that's not happening. I I saw somebody tweet out something about here's an idea. Josh Allen, from Jacksonville, Jacksonville's not getting rid of him. I, I don't know where this came from. Um, you're not getting one of those guys. You're not getting somebody on that type of level. So uh, and the closest you're going to get is someone like Chandler Jones, but that's just going to cost too much. You're not giving up a first round draft pick for him. And that's what they're expecting. And anybody that covers the car- uh, the Cardinals will tell you that they would expect at least a first round draft pick. So I, I get the uh, being frustrated if holding over money, but, what are you really gonna do uh it's Olivia Vernon's not gonna cost that much money so that's not the reason why they're not doing it um so yeah I I just I don't think there's only so much you can do at this point in the season when you're trying to replace a Carl Lawson you, you it's it's not as easy as it sounds.
4: Chris, before I let you answer the question about whether or not Mike White is going to be QB2 and whether James Morgan could stick on the practice squad, I just want to jump in, too, with another point, and that's the fact that Chandler Jones, for as talented as he is, beyond just trade compensation, he's 31 years old, and the big reason why he may get traded, it's not because of his performance – It's because he's demanding a new contract. So any team that trades for him is going to have to give him a big, fat new contract. I don't see Joe Douglas wanting to do that. I think it would be different if this was a Khalil-type situation where Jones was a guy that was getting into that danger zone age-wise, but he felt like he could get him on a one-year deal. He was better than anything he had after watching the rest of his edge rushers and seeing Carl Lawson get hurt. But to give up compensation and have to give this guy a new contract at 31 years old, it just doesn't feel like the type of move that the Jets would be looking to make. That's a win-now move. That's the type of move that a team like the Bills would make, a team that's on the cusp of doing something. And I just can't see the Jets... Doing something like that Because it doesn't fit with the fact That they seem to realize That yes they can make some investments But the investments are going to be made In younger players Guys they can build around for the next couple of years Not someone like Chandler Jones Who is at the end of his peak And wants a big fat contract On top of whatever it is You'd have to give up to get him So I think if they're going to do anything It would make sense to get a veteran Like Olivier Vernon as you said Certainly not what he used to be but you'd rather do that, I think, and pay little to nothing and not give up anything than make a blockbuster trade for a Chandler Jones. Because if you're having realistic expectations of this team, as you said, Chris, maybe they go from five wins to six wins. If Chandler Jones was 26 years old, different story. I'd say do what you got to do. Or even if he was 28 years old, but 31 and wanting a big fat new contract. I just don't see it, and I don't think it makes a lot of sense. With that said, Chris, let's talk about the James Morgan, Mike White situation. What do you think? Is White actually going to end up as QB two, and do you think they try to stash Morgan on the practice squad?
2: Yeah, this is this is interesting because I've I've been uh, debating this with myself pretty much every practice. Uh, I do think that they will try to stash uh, Morgan on the practice squad. I, for sure, I think that. Um, but I'm still, I'm watching Mike White during practice and Josh Johnson is getting like two to three reps of practice. Like they give him like one rep at a time every now and then. And I'm just like, all right, well, are they doing this? Because they know that they don't really need to see what Josh Johnson does. They They, they know what he can bring. And they're just trying to give Morgan and White all the reps possible to see if it's worth it for them to stick around. Or, or is they They just giving him these little reps because they're just like, hey, we just want you here to kind of be a vet and tutor to these guys and we're not really thinking about it. Also, I think there's the very real possibility that they could for week one, you could see. Uh, Mike White be the backup James Morgan on the practice squad and Josh Johnson, not on the roster. And then after that week one, that maybe you would see Josh Johnson added the afterwards there Uh, NFL teams love to do that with vets uh, to, to get them off of that week one roster that way that their contracts not guaranteed for the entire year. Um, So I could see that being a possibility, but yeah right now like i've been trying to figure it out debating every day back and forth and the more i watch mike white the more i i'm convinced that i would be rolling with josh johnson at least or you know somebody else fine i'm 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 with it but right now josh johnson's the only name i can really go with um so i i would be having him as the number 2 but I can't really put my finger on it and figure out what they're trying to do here because if, you know, if I just saw one practice where they, where they gave Josh Johnson, like 15 reps, then I'd be ready to call it. But I, I don't know if they're doing that just cause they know what they have in Josh Johnson and don't need to see it. Um, you know, it's similar to when McCown was here and, and didn't take very many reps in the preseason because they knew what they had there. They were trying to get Darnold to as many reps as possible. Or if they just brought him in here knowing like, yeah, yeah, we're going to roll with these guys. Uh, so yeah, I, I really can't figure that out yet. I just know that I would definitely be rolling with Josh Johnson over these guys.
4: I'll throw this one out there too, Chris. I talked to you about this before we started recording, but if he gets released, I would take a hard look at Kurt Benkert, who played really well against the Jets this past week, and he was playing against a first-team defense, made some really nice throws, showed real awareness. I'm not saying he's good or great, but he showed me more in that one particular game than I've seen from Mike White or James Morgan, period, Plus there's the fact that he's in Matt LaFleur's system Which would make you think that it shouldn't be too hard of a challenge for him To adapt to Mike LaFleur's system That's a guy that I would absolutely consider if he shakes free Because I don't think the Packers are going to carry three quarterbacks We know they've got Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love So just something to keep your eye on If Kurt Benkert shakes free in Green Bay Chris, final question comes in from El Gringo He says, can both Barrios and Vincent Smith make this team in your opinion?
2: Not without an injury above them, I don't think. It's possible, but that's I mean, it's that's going to be tough because to for the numbers to add up with needs at other positions, it's going to be tough for them to really say that they're going to be carrying that many receivers. I feel like it's it's really there's one spot between the two of them but at the same time I, I have been watching uh Vincent Smith this uh with this training camp and thinking like hey like last year I was watching these guys and that I was like hey they're a little bit better than I thought but yeah they probably shouldn't be on an NFL roster and this year I'm like Hey, they 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 got some usefulness here on an NFL roster. I can see it. Uh but I I just with all the other positions, uh the needs that they have there, I I think it's going they're going to have a really hard time uh trying to cram seven receivers in there. I I think they're going to probably have to go with six. Uh but I I won't rule it out, but I I would I would say it's unlikely.
4: Chris Nimbley, the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal. Thank you so much for joining me on this off day and answering some questions about training camp and the preseason. Really appreciate it. We'll be talking camp the next couple of days as we get ready for the Jets' final preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles on Friday. Of course, we will have an off-day mailbag coming up the day of the game as well because there's going to be no practice on Thursday. So look out for that throughout the rest of the week. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to Tim Jenkins on yesterday's show, he was phenomenal breaking down Zach Wilson's Week 2 performance. Boy, is Tim loving himself some Zach Wilson right now. You definitely want to give that a listen if you haven't yet. And make sure that you're checking on everything Chris is doing over at jetsinsider.com and following him on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider, And checking out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Luke Grant's got some great videos up right now, including some clips of Zach Wilson from the game against the Packers top five takeaways from that second preseason game and so much more it's all there on the play like a jet youtube channel so go ahead and watch the videos and subscribe if you haven't already and give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you can go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest the new york jets podcast and content you know where to go that's Play Like a Jet Digital and Play Like a
3: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
3: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.